Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 33. Thank you for joining in once again. If you're listening on any platform, make sure you five-star rate, review, and subscribe. Follow on Apple and Spotify, wherever you're listening. We're gonna lot, There's a lot in the news this week, so we're going to talk a lot about that. I'll give my thoughts, my commentary. We're not going to do a bull or bear case this week, but we will have a finance roundtable. We'll talk about buying bonds. A few people have asked about that to me, so I'll explain how to do it, what it's about, why you do it. And then lastly, we'll talk about what's been going on with me this week. Um, and I'll talk about what I'm doing as far as net tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday, I will be on Fast Money, CNBC Fast Money, talking stocks as usual. And actual, lastly, we have an interview. So we have uh, Michael DeSane and Ryan uh, Jenkins Williams. They're going to speak to us about their new venture, Divine Sports and Entertainment. Uh, full service sports agency. So they joined and talked to me about that. So I hope you guys really, really enjoy the show. It's going to be a good one. Hey, everyone. News update. I hope you guys enjoy getting news from me. So this is really fun for me. So I know a lot of people don't have time to really check in. It's my job to know what's going on in the market, the economy, business news. So I love explaining it to people. So let's get started. So this would have been two days ago, I believe, or a few days. This week, Detroit automaker GM announced a $2 billion investment in Nikola, the electric truck, the electric truck shop that went public in June via a reverse merger. So Nikola is like, um, I don't know much about this company as far as like the technology behind it. I know they do um, what their company does. It's pretty much a competitor to Tesla uh, in the sense that they do things a little bit differently with their electric trucks that they're making. Um, so they actually got a big, big investment from GM. Uh, GM is going to develop and manufacture Nikola's new model in exchange for 11% stake in the company and a seat on their board. So uh, pretty much GM taking a big investment into Nikola to, they're pretty much just trying to combat Tesla. Tesla's just popped on the screen. It's the biggest, Tesla's the largest valued automaker um, in the world. Um, and that's, you know, GM and all these other traditional automakers need to fight back and combat. And I think this is the way that they're trying to do that by taking this investment into Nikola Motors, um, which again, Nikola Motors is a new company, uh, have in, impressive technology from what it seems, but they definitely need a, a fa- a, an infrastructure to build it. And so it makes sense on both sides. The market liked it. GM stock jumped 8% on the news. Nikola jumped like 41% on the news. So it's interesting, interesting um, development there. Because uh, they need someone to Nikola needs someone to manufacture what they're trying to get across. Um, I don't think they have any revenues yet, uh, so that's that's really interesting. So we're going to be watching for that. And next, Lululemon. So Lululemon, um, I'm sure if you're a f- woman listener, you have leggings that are Lululemon. I hear they're pretty pricey, um, <laughs> but the brand is strong. But they had earnings. They had earnings this week. Um, of course, online sales soared. Everyone during this pandemic, all the retailers, um, their e-commerce businesses are soaring. So Lululemon said in the quarter, their online sales soared 157%, um, which is a great increase. And 61% of total Lulu sales came from online. So that's pretty big compared to just 25% in the same time same time frame last year, same quarter last year. So that's a pretty impressive jump. And I, I myself, I'm not a big online shopper. I barely use Amazon. I've actually just started using it more. But when it comes to actually shopping for clothes, I like to be there in person. I got to try it on. 
make sure it fits. Even though I still believe in e-commerce being the wave and it's going to be every every platform, every business retailer has to have a strong e-platform uh, model. But I mean, speaking on a personal level, I actually love to try on my clothes on first because I don't want to have to get it. You try it on and you have to ship it back and all that stuff. I don't have time for that. I need to make sure it works in the store. I need to walk out dripping in when I leave the store. You know, does anyone else feel me on that? Hopefully you do. Uh, so that's something to watch. Lululemon, very interesting company, strong brand, um, something, something to watch. Next up, I thought this was interesting. It's more economic news, but the U.S. debt will exceed the size of the economy for the first time since World War II. So um, U.S. debt level has reached its highest level relative to the size of the economy since World War II. Uh, next year's debt is projected to be bigger than the U.S. GDP for the full year or first since 1946. Um, and I think it's looking at $27 trillion. That's the America's national debt. It's 10 times the size of every African country's GDP combined, and it's 82000 per American. I think, you know, a lot of this is we printed money. The, the fiscal package that was put together for COVID was something that was needed. Uh, the first package was, what, $3 trillion, um, And the next package is on its way, too. And it's looking at anywhere between $1 to $3 trillion as well. And yeah, that's that's understandable. Um, government spending spiked an extra $3 trillion this year on a corona-related rescue program. So um, that's that was a, a big add to the debt load. And yeah, we're printing money. We're printing money because it's, it's unprecedented times. Um, a lot of the printing went, you know, people put the money back in the market. That's why you see the market being buoyed for some in some respects. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. A lot of people think inflation is next thing. We'll we'll be watching for that. Next up, Slack. Slack had earnings this week, and Slack stock tanked because no one was really the market wasn't impressed with the growth. You know, I've been you know vocal about my not liking of social media um, companies as investments. Like, I don't know, you know, if you look at actually what was popular 10 years ago as far as social media companies or, and, and, you know, Slack, I know is more of a work productivity tool slash, you can call it a social media. It needs people on the app to actually have it work. Um, if you look 10 years ago, uh, what were the popular social media slash, you know, productivity apps till now, it's not the same. The only thing you'll probably see on the same there is Facebook. And Facebook, really what they do is they buy every other competitor or they copy their model because they have a huge ecosystem. So if you're thinking, you know, as a long-term investor, all these different tools, like anyone can create these different tools. It's so simple. The barrier to entry is pretty low. I feel like it's simple. It's just getting people to transition. And people are fickle in the sense that TikTok just became popular. It's only a company that's two or three years old and it has billions of users. If someone makes another one that everyone flocks to because, you know, the, that kind of audience just flocks to what's popular, that's so that's so fickle. That's something that I can't count on for long term. So, I mean, obviously do your own research, do your own investing. Uh, don't come to me unless you're a client of mine because I'm not going to give you any advice. <laughs> but that's just um, that's just that's an interesting thing to watch for. But we'll keep an eye on Slack. Um, they said that they, you know, you know, if you look deeper into it, they're, they're just, they had, the company wasn't, you know, the market wasn't really impressed with the growth. So that's something that you watch out for. Next up, next up in the news, a lot of news this week, as I told people, a lot of news. Still telling you what's in the news. So wanted to go through one more story, but um, I want to dig deeper into that one. So I'm going to skip that. Um, and we're just going to go right into our roundtable. So next up is the finance roundtable. We're talking about buying bonds, when you should, why you should, what it's about. Um, so we'll talk about that finance roundtable next. 
one, gather around, gather around, let's talk, pull up a chair, finance round table. So I actually had a couple people um, reach out to me for, you know, ask me if I had a podcast on bonds and what it means to buy a bond. Um, so I wanted to, to talk about it. So from a simplest standpoint, a bond is simply a loan taken out by a company. So instead of going to a bank, the company gets the money from the investors who buy the bonds in exchange for the capital. So the company pays an interest coupon. It's, coupon is called interest. They pay you interest for taking your your capital up front. They're going to pay you an interest. It's usually semi-annually or it could be annually. And it expresses a percent of the bond. So it could be 10%. 10% interest on a $1,000 bond, whatever. Um, and there's a maturity date to it as well. So the, there's a, usually a maturity date where they give you back the principal amount that you paid for the bond. So it could be five-year bond, 10-year bond, or whatever. So that's kind of the basic terminology. So you want to think about it as they're borrowing, they want to borrow from people, they're going to pay them interest, right? They're borrowing from investors, not from a bank, they're borrowing from investors. So they'll pay an investor's interest for upfront capital, the return that I'm from capital later on, right? So um, another thing on that, you can have secured bonds. So you can secure it with a pledge of assets. So your mortgage you know, loan your secure, is secured. The bank secures it with the house. So if you don't pay you know, on that loan for the house, they're going to take the house back. So you know, that's another thing. Um, and you know, for companies, all these companies that you know issue bonds, they can be rated. They're rated by regular rating agencies like S and P, Moody's, like Apple is probably a triple A credit company. You know, bond rating. All the top blue chip companies have high ratings because everyone knows they have enough cash. Like Apple has billions and tr billions of cash on hand, whatever they have, um, and so they know that their credit quality is, is good. It's kind of the same thing like you have a rating for your credit score. These companies have ratings as well. And you can understand if you're borrowing from a riskier company or not. And the riskier the company is, the higher the interest rate is going to be uh, for that um, bond, as well as the risk as the, the longer the term is, the higher the interest rate will also be as well. Because if you have money that's due to you that over 10 years, a lot of things can happen in 10 years. So it's going to be a higher interest rate. So where you can buy them, you know, you can obviously buy it online from a broker, like through, you know, my clients have Charles Schwab accounts, all my clients work through that platform. Um, so you can do that. There's also another way to have exposure to bonds, because I'll talk about why, you know, if you're a young person, why you really don't need a bond as, right now. There's an exchange, there's also ways to buy, get fixed income, meaning bond exposure through just the ETF. There's ETF, exchange trade funds, which I buy for my clients, that they those ETF buys bonds from different companies, and they they're in, in in the fund is for these people. You just buy the ETF, so you don't have to have direct exposure to the bond and get paid some semi-annual interest. You just buy the ETF, which the ETF is actually buying bonds from different companies, and that's how that works. You can obviously buy treasuries and different bonds from the U.S. government. The U.S. government's like the high, most highly rated um, lending agency in the world, lending facility person in the world. So. Um, that's like why you have the treasury and all these different things where you can also get fixed income that way. But you know, the next question is why do you buy bonds? The reason why you actually buy bonds is when like older people usually have bond, like a higher percentage of bonds in their portfolio because they need that fixed income, right? If you're younger, you don't really need to have bonds unless you're like really flush with cash, which not a lot of young people are. If you're younger, there's no reason for you to have exposure directly to bonds unless you have 
a decent amount of liquidity because even to buy a bond, the face value for most bonds is a thousand dollars. So that could be better use in the market instead of having a some semi-annual interest payment, right? In stock market meaning. Um, so I think it's more focused on for people that are older that need this fixed income rather than someone that's young and can put their money in the market and build up their capital and wait later to have much more higher exposure to bonds. You can have you know exposure through bond ETS, but you don't need to be a fully focused um, portfolio on bonds. Makes no sense. Again, people their fear again kicking in when they just want to like do that. Um, yeah, and again, the other reason is you have a lot of cash. If you have a lot of cash, then it makes sense to have bonds like if you have we're talking decent amount of cash not like you just got a 10k bonus and that, that's not a lot of cash uh we're talking a decent amount of cash then you actually need to look to diversify your funds that's when you want to like okay maybe i have a lot of money in equities i have etfs bonding tests then maybe i want fixed income that's when you want to kind of look at bonds uh, as well but again you don't need it if you're just, you know, looking to diversify without a lot of cash that's not really needed um, to in your portfolio again. Again, so I know people ask me questions on stuff when they when they hear different things, but free to ask me more information on this, willing to talk about it. But that's just a little high level overview on bonds, and definitely hope it helps. Hey, welcome back. It's time for the personal life update section of the podcast and the interview setup. Yeah, man. All right, what what am I doing? Um, NBA, NFL, NFL on tonight. KC Chiefs, I have personal reasons, clientele reasons why I'm rooting for the Chiefs and that defense tonight. So they're going to knock around. I think they're playing the, the Houston Texans. So they're going to knock around the Houston Texans. Sean Watson just got a big contract and he's going to have to – he's going to have to put it to work today. And we're really rooting for the Chiefs tonight. That's that's my team. Those are my people. Um, I still like the Vikings, obviously, but I got reasons why I like the Chiefs. Um, so we're out there tonight. I'll be watching that. NBA is still going in effect. Uh, there was I didn't get to catch it, but there was a big game six between the Boston and Raptors. Looks like it's all tied, and game seven is going to be huge. Lakers doing their thing against Houston. People keep counting the Lakers out, including myself. I love this team. I love what LeBron's doing. I'm a big LeBron fan, and they just keep showing up. They just keep showing up and doing what they're supposed to do. Bingeables, what have I been watching? I just started catching back up with Archer on on Hulu, so great show, funny show. Watching that. Anything else? Um, man, there's like nothing really to watch. I still didn't get the chance to see Tenet. I will try to go this weekend by myself, so... Um, yeah, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, and New York City updates. There is going to be indoor dining starting the end of this month in New York City. I know a lot of my friends and people that are foodies are excited about that. I don't really matter that much to me. I'm not a big foodie. But yeah, if you're a foodie and you're in New York, you can now eat at 25 capacity in restaurants starting September 30th, I believe. So that'll be exciting for a lot of people that that need that. Well, I might go out to dinner because of this. Like, who knows? Who knows? But anyways, all thank you all for listening. We have a great interview with the co-founders of Divine Sports Entertainment, Michael and Ryan. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. Great talk. We're talking about athletes, sports, personal development, helping people get better at what they do. And these guys really want to help athletes and really start something great when it comes to putting on for 
the next generation, the younger generation. These people have been, Michael and, and Ryan are seasoned. They've been through it. They've lead, led men before. So starting a sports agency specifically for, I think it's going to be more focused on NFL athletes and then branch out um, is going to be huge. I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch this. So hope you guys enjoy the interview. But uh, all right, everyone, thank you. And welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm joined by Michael and Ryan, who actually uh, started their own full service, full service sports agency. Um, I'm pronouncing it correct. Divine Sports Entertainment, correct? Yes, 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 yes. That's correct. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us and really, really appreciate your time. So, so tell me more about that. What was the reasoning behind starting your own sports agency? First, you know, one, introduce yourselves and then tell a little bit about the reason why you guys teamed up to, to create Divine Sports Entertainment, which I'm really, really excited about. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, so my name is Mike Desane. I am a NFL agent and I'm based out from like New York. Um, I met Ryan some time ago and you know, me and Ryan really clicked from the beginning. And um, this is something that we figured that we would do at some point. We just didn't know when that this would happen. And the, the inspiration to start Divine Sports is that we both have a genuine care for players. We both have a genuine, uh, we both genuinely care about guys and we want to see their development and growth. So just with us speaking, him being a former player himself and with him also uh, being former military, we know uh, certain things that guys need to be successful within the future you know he he has um led guys in many different fashions and form mm -hmm. and i have helped guys as well so we thought it would be unique if we could bring our talents together to help guys to help guys on this level mm -hmm. um and not only help them with their professional career but you know we we also wanted to help them um with their personal life as as well um, because we are much more, we much more believe in the person uh, than than um, anything else. That makes a lot of sense, Michael. Thank yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Michael. I'll let Ryan respond as well and introduce himself, and then I want to ask a couple follow ups on that. Yeah, definitely. So Ryan Williams uh, Jenkins, and I really appreciate the opportunity to have us speak today, uh, Delano. I think uh, for us, we we clicked right away right because when me and mike were initially talking we met at the combine a couple years back and uh he, he was an agent and i was um doing player development mm. and one thing that we really stressed and, and i think really made us meshes we understood how much these players need and and i mean like how much they need people that care how much they need people that are 100 percent committed to making them the best that they can be mm. and at the foundation of what we do that's it right how can we from an agent's perspective from a player development perspective make you the player the best you can be whether that's on the field off the field in business etc so it was a real easy decision when we came together mm. uh, to start this agency because we understood that those were the things we're passionate about we want to develop people and put um, put people in positions to really succeed. 
Mm. Uh, so that, that was at the foundation of divine sports and entertainment and even in the name divine, right? So being divine is something um, that we don't take lightly because uh, di divinity and, and divine is, is placed very highly um, in just, in just, in just in the world in general, if that makes mm. sense. So that's even has some reasons to why we chose the name. Mm. Um, divine sports and entertainment. So everything that we do, we want to be divine in it. We mm. want to do it the best way we can. So uh, it was real easy for us to come together. Uh, and like Mike was saying, I have a, a lot of experience. I was a uh, former Marine Corps captain. Mm. So been a, been Afghanistan, did deployment. So a lot of experience leading people mm. and helping develop young men and women. So I'm like, I have experience in that. I've played college ball at the highest level. I've trained with some NFL teams. I've done player development in the NFL. Mike's a seasoned licensed agent. Like when you're talking about a holistic approach to 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 a player mm -hmm. and a player looking at our agency and saying, "Hey, what can I get out of this?" It's like you're going to be transformed. You're not just a college guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're gonna make you into a professional. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that that was our thought process going into it. Yeah. No. What I will say, you know having met you guys at the Shrine Bowl and just having conversations, all the stuff you just mentioned makes 100% sense. I know you guys will have a focus specifically on the players. There's so many different ways that, like, I don't know the game as well as you guys that go into, like, the recruiting all that stuff, but your focus on the players and, and actually seeing the development because you actually guys care about it. You have different initiatives where you're showing that you guys actually care about that is 100% is why I know that this will be a successful venture. And then along those lines, you mentioned the, the name, you're talking about divine and the way you're looking at it in a full service um, development way, not just, you know, just speed agents, but being full service representation for the players. What, what, how do you guys think your, your agency will differ from what else is out there from, you know, other agency, you mentioned a little bit about your backgrounds, but if you dig a little bit deeper and you know what, like you guys mentioned, you'll bring to the players and bring to the table. How is it a little bit different from what else is out there? So what I would say is that we have a certain values and then beliefs that um, measure up to what we do. So each player that comes with us, we would, you know, let them know that there's values and, and there's values and, 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 and then beliefs that divine sports have. And with that, um, that's what we'll, that's what we will, we will live on. And that's, you know, what we would do to, to service our, our guys so they can hold us accountable um, and they can hold us accountable for like development. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we make sure that the thing, and that we also make sure that we value, that we show them that we value their, their like career and that we value them as players. Um, and we, and then we also put it on us to deliver results. Um, so our values and then beliefs, it lines up together and for our guys that come in and see that, that that's something that, that would help them be moved. Mm -hmm. And another thing that makes us different is that we're black owned and veteran owned as, as well. Um, so there's a genuine care that we have for the work that we do. Um, we're not overnight. I've been working in sports since 2017. Um, I've been doing this for the past seven years. Uh, and even before I got into football, I was working with professional boxers. Mm. Um, so this is something that I hold like, you know, truly dear. And I've, and I see guys where, uh, certain players need guidance. They need mentorship. Uh, they need sometimes just a like big brother. They need, they need somebody to help them out. Mm. 
So coming from similar backgrounds as most of these guys, they could resonate with me the same way that I can with them. Mm. So now when they have somebody that's speaking to them, they have somebody that's been uh, where they have been before. They have somebody who can relate to them, <clears throat> who come from a similar background, but then also who is qualified to help serve them and get them to the next level mm. because that's our job. What we want to do is help them flourish. Mm -hmm. And that's my, uh, and that's what we serve and plan to do. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I would, I would, I would, even go, I, would uh, I would agree with everything Mike said, because at the foundation of divine sports is our values and beliefs, right? So our values and beliefs shape everything that we do. Mm. Um, so for instance, one of our values is values and beliefs is I am divine. I strive for excellence. I have integrity. I stand by my word. Mm. I am my own brand. Perception is reality, mm. right? I value my career. My decisions dictate my success, right? Those are just some of the values and beliefs that are at the foundation of what we do, but it's that mindset. It's that understanding that, Hey, when you come and become part of divine sports and entertainment, you're joining a culture that's like no other mm. um, because we're really taking our experiences and bringing them together to make the player better. Mm. Because at the end of the day, if we don't make that player better, we didn't do our job. Mm. Um, so what's going to set us apart is first and foremost, our culture and what we're, what we're building at divine sports. And then I would say accountability. Um, accountability is what makes us great. Uh, Mike holds me accountable. I hold Mike accountable mm. and we're, we're going to hold our players accountable and we expect the same in return. That way we're making sure we're delivering at all times, yep. right? Because we want them to be as successful. We look at our players, um, not just as athletes, but also as business entities. Mm. So we treat them like a business. Like how do we get you to operate um, at optimal performance? How do we streamline as many processes for you? How do we make you, the best business entity as possible. Mm. Um, and I think overall that makes us divine, mm. right? So um, how do we differentiate ourselves? All the things Mike said, one we're black owned, one we're vet, another we're veteran owned. We, our foundation is values and beliefs. Mm. Our culture is at the heart of everything that we do. And then most importantly, our focus is the player. And it's not just, okay, let's figure out his contract, right? Let's negotiate a contract. That's a huge part of what we do, but it's not everything because we could get a lot more money from it for him in other places. Mm. It's just a matter of making sure he's as marketable as possible, making sure he is the professional that he can be. So that that's that holistic approach. Uh, and that's, what's going to differentiate us. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I agree with that. Having a holistic approach, having values. I think sometimes we forget when, you know, you start something, all right, maybe you get going, people forget to go back to the base, which is the values or the reason why you started in the first place. And like you mentioned, divine and the basic of the values that you mentioned is pushing you guys forward and will be the reason, uh, will be the driving light of what you're doing. I think I really holistically agree with that. And talk about that. You mentioned a holistic approach in, in developing the players. What about like, which is a big thing for everyone, like financial literacy, money, how players, like you mentioned business um, um, projects for, for the players and making sure their businesses are they're an entity, which is a huge thing now for every athlete. They're not only just looking at the on-the-field salary, they're looking at marketing dollars, which has always been in play, but other things, venture capital, put their money through venture things or in different areas. Like, what are some of the money lessons that you think 
you'll be able to teach the players or have them learn um, as you're developing them? Yeah, so I'll start with this one because, you know, Delano, uh, one of the things uh, that I also do, run the nonprofit, right? Mm -hmm. And our nonprofit focuses on financial literacy. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, you know, I believe if you're going to establish generational wealth, you got to start by just understanding the, f the fundamentals of money. Mm -hmm. So before we even start talking about option trading, being a venture capitalist, investing in property, investing in different business ventures that are out there. We just got to talk about how are we going to, let's, let's figure out a budget, mm -hmm. right? Let's figure out how you want to live. Let's figure out the lifestyle that you want to have. And then from there, let's start thinking about how you want your family to live. Mm -hmm. Right. Because once we're able to really understand that, look at everything holistically, understand the big picture. Now we can start doing some things specific to um, maybe what you want to do. So let's set up all the needs first. Let's take care of all the needs, make sure, um, make sure we got that in place and then we'll, we'll branch off. So I would say the first thing we would do uh, when we're talking about sit, sitting down with our players is we're going to make sure that they have a financial planner, right? Mm -hmm. As well as um, make sure that they understand the value of a budget, something that simple. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, and then there's, there's a lot more I could get into the weeds on, but I definitely would say we're going to have financial planner mm -hmm. first and foremost, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, there's a lot that comes with finances and everybody doesn't know everything. Yeah. So, so yeah. definitely. Yep. Um, and then, uh, so Ryan pretty much uh, was like spot on with what we would do. And then we'll just give them basic, uh, just basic knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we'll call this the ABCs. Mm -hmm. So, so then A stands for adjust. Mm -hmm. And with that, you want to adjust um, your short-term focus and you want to make sure that the money that, that, that you are bringing in, um, that it matches or that the money, the money that you are bringing in, want to just make sure that you are not spending it so he heavily. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Ryan talked about budgeting as well. Which is which is something that I think most most players and people should definitely do. Mm -hmm. This way that your expenses do not outweigh um, what you are bringing in, mm -hmm. and then uh, then lastly would be just cut. So you just want to cut down on certain things. So sometimes if you're spending too heavy in a certain place, um, you just want to look at that and maybe think that you need to scale back some. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll connect them with a financial advisor or coach. Yeah. Um, and pretty much we'll have them so they can guide them within the right direction. Um, and we'll just make, make sure that guys, you know, finances are, we, we, want, we, we want guys to be financially secure. Mm -hmm. And for lots of people, this will be the most money that you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So just want to make sure guys have the right mindset um, when, like, when coming into it and that they that they do the right thing and um with the proper tools in place this could help them to to like create generational wealth mm -hmm. so we just really want to help, help them within the best way possible for that okay that makes a lot of sense you're right the generational wealth being sound with your financials understanding that you know i like the adjust like adjust they're thinking from short term to more long term. Like that's like retirement planning. That's you know investing your money. That's a lot of the things that you meant we met you mentioned is is really 
what is the foundation and i love i love that idea what you guys will be doing with the players on that and speaking of that i love to think more and take a look into the future um you know five ten years out where do you see divine sports entertainment what do you see i know the landscape of you know sports and everything is always changing but if you guys had a goal five ten fifteen years what is that goal or what do you see um the the, the firm and, and what's been going what will be going on at that time uh, down the road what's the goals for that yeah so i'll go ahead and answer this because i think it goes back to um what we talked about earlier um divine sports could be everywhere in the country right in five years could be but at the end of the day, the most important thing is that we're going to represent athletes the best way we can. So five years from now, you're going to see us doing the exact same thing. Mm. No matter how many athletes we represent, I can't give you that number. But I know every single athlete we do represent in the five years from now, 10 years from now, they're going to leave better people. They're going to leave more financially sound. Mm -hmm. They're going to leave uh, as, be as, be as better um, businessmen. Um, and, and that's the goal to mm. really develop them better husbands, mm. right? Just better men in general, better, uh, better members of society. Mm. Right. And that's the goal, like always getting better, always, um, transforming lives. And that's the goal of divine sports is to use for our athletes to understand at some point in the process when working with us, the platform that they have, and how they can use it to make, to change the world, because they can. It's just a matter of understanding and tapping into that. So I would say five years from now, you're going to see a lot of great business owners, great entrepreneurs, great athletes um, that are just doing some tremendous things that no other athletes are, were, were doing or thinking within mm. that five-year window. Mm. So I love that. I love that. Nice. And then we are always looking for creative and, and um, innovative ways to be better. Mm. So as we live uh, for the now and as we work now, we are always, you know, thinking about ways that we can, that we can be better down the line. Mm. So there are a few things that we have in place that we look to bring to the future. Um, it's just... It, it's just a, it, it just a matter of like timing mm. and um, making sure that it makes sense because I think timing is very big. Mm. So sometimes you might not want to bring something on too soon than it should have been brought. Mm. And, um, and then we're always going to look, you know, just the same as Ryan said, that we're always going to represent players, you know, mm. like uh, that's our main goal and to make sure they are put in the best way possible to succeed and be successful. So that's our, you know, number one main thing that we'll do. But then of course, while doing that, being, being creative and looking for new ways for business to be better mm. is what we will have. And then there's a few things that we do have, but um, it would just be timing of when, of when to bring it on. That makes, that makes 100% sure. sense. Love it. Love it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I know you guys are launching very soon or have, you know, in the process of already, you know, launching everything. I, I last question, fun question. I'm curious your thoughts. The season starts Thursday. I think it's Casey and Houston. I, I could be wrong. We have to get Super Bowl predictions. We'll have it on tape. We'll have it on record. We have to get Super Bowl predictions. Um, so who do we have? Who do we have for in the Super Bowl and then winning? AFC, NFC representatives. And then who do we have winning? This will be cool to see uh, if you guys are right. If we're all right, I guess I'll make my prediction too. I can, yeah, I can, let me start first. Um, 
man, I even think about this too. I haven't looked at rosters, but I got who's who's looking at strong in the NFC. Um, I think Kansas City will be up there again. So I guess I'll take. It's hard to repeat, but I'm gonna go KFC on the AFC side representing, and then the North <sighs> NFC. I'm gonna go with let's let's go with um. Let's see. Let's see. Dallas can pull it out. Let's see. Dallas. Dallas. Kansas City. Uh, Dallas wins. I'll be crazy. But what do you guys have? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, uh, I think you know you have to put the Chiefs up there just because of what they have and what they bring, and because of last year's success. I think they could you know definitely make it far. So I would put them. And as far as from the NFC, that's a that's a pretty fun and fun like question. There's lots of teams out there that are good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just take a long shot because I definitely don't know who would be there, <laughs> but maybe maybe the Saints. You know, um, maybe it's the year that they finally break uh, through and they make it past. I'm not too sure, but you know, let's see if this comes true. But it's a long season. Uh, there's lots of things that that can happen. With, with within the season, so we'll see. But I think it's going to be fun. I think uh, guys are ready, and they uh, have been preparing for this for the past couple of months. So I look forward to seeing uh, what uh, ha- happens. Me too. Yeah, so um, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs mm. and the Bucks. I like that. I think quarterbacks, you know, make this game go. Um, and the talent on both of those offenses are crazy. Mm. Uh, and then the Bucks have a good defense as well. So if they can get everything going and everything together, I can see the Bucks, you know, meeting the Chiefs in the uh, championship. And I think the winner will be the Bucks, mm. just because, you know, the experience level that Tom Brady's, he's the mm. guy, you know. So that's what I think. Love it. Well, thank you for the predictions and thank you for joining. Uh, Really, really excited. Uh, We'll have to one, be watching what you guys do going forward and the launch and, and, and all the great things that are coming ahead for, for divine sports entertainment. So again, thank you guys for joining. This was really, really exciting. I'm really, really excited to watch what happens going forward. For sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time, man. Yeah, not a problem at all. Thank you for having us. Um, and then guys that, you know, want to follow us, they could follow. Yes. Uh, yes. Please, please oh, yeah. mention your Instagram, your socials, where everyone can get in contact with you, especially with you guys personally and also with the business as well. Got it. Yep. So for the business, you could contact us at Divine Sports ENT. Uh, that's for uh, Twitter and for IG. My personal is is um, Agent Desane, which is my last name, D-E-S-A-N-E. Um, and that is on Twitter and IG as well. Mm. Thank you. Okay, yeah, right. And uh, you can could, you could follow us. Um, this is Ryan, and my uh, personal is Enam Ryan, at I-N-A-M Ryan. Uh, that's on Instagram. And then Divine Sports, you can also reach me there as well. So. Thank you for the time. Definitely appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Of course, you guys.